As the new year unfolds, make it a year of comfort and indulgence with Minky Couture. Wrap yourself in the lap of luxury with our exquisite blankets. Picture the cozy moments, the warmth of our premium materials, and the stylish designs that define Minky Couture. Welcome the new year with the ultimate in comfort and sophistication. January is your month to embrace luxury. Visit MinkyCouture.com or your nearest store today. Elevate your comfort, elevate your style with Minky Couture. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Even if you're part of radio station or not, you still got to grind for yourself. You, you still got to continue doing your things and uh sometimes i feel i see djs that once they hit like once they join a team or they start working on radio they kind of like fall back yep. on doing events and they kind of get too comfortable and uh eventually they uh you know they, they zone out they, you know they, they, they become uh irrelevant you know but uh fortunately like, you just gotta keep grinding no matter what what's going on dj family dj reese here Every Monday at 9 a.m., I'm dropping a new podcast episode where I'm highlighting some of the dopest DJs out there that are creating vibes at all the venues that they're DJing at. If you want to hear these stories, level up in your DJing. If you're a new beginner DJ, you need new tips. If you want to hear the inspiration from the DJs who started out new that are taking their DJing game to the next level, well, you got to check out WeCreateTheVibes.com. Every Monday, 9 a.m., New stories, new episodes from the dopest DJs out there killing it in the game right now. Hosted by DJ Reese. Again, check out WeCreateTheVibes.com. Welcome to another episode of We Create The Vibes podcast, where we find some of the dopest DJs out there creating vibes while DJing, ladies and gentlemen. Well, today's guest, he goes by the name of DJ Smitty, your DJ. DJ Smitty, what's going on, brother? How's everything going, man? Everything's going very good, man. Getting ready for the holidays. Big shout out to DJ Reese, man. For thank you for having me, man. Uh, I want to say uh, I don't think we ever met. I think this is like the first time we're meeting. I think face to face. Well, I appreciate you asking me to come on your show. And uh, for those who are still listening, right off the bat, I gotta say I'm a little jealous, bro. I'm a little <laughs> jealous of DJ Reese because uh, I went I went I went on your IG and uh, one of my favorite cookies is uh, Insomnia Cookies. Oh man! <laughs> so to, to see to see you DJ the pajama party for Insomnia Cookies, bro, I got a little jealous. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I got like, <laughs> damn, I love Insomnia Cookies. Uh, those are my favorite cookies. And if I ever had an opportunity to DJ, I would have done it too. So, uh, you know, uh, congrats on on doing that event. That's pretty cool. And I'm pretty sure they're gonna call you back. Oh man, no, thank you, bro. And yeah, man, now their cookies are probably like the best in the world. And I'm not even just saying that because I, you know, DJ for them. Like I really. <laughs> They give you a t-shirt? They give you at least a t-shirt? T-shirt, everything. Oh, you got the swag, bro. I wore, I I came back to the uh, Philly location. I was in New Brunswick. So I wore, you know, I wore the bucket hat and then I'm going to come back to uh, D.C. But now they're dope, man. The the food, I mean, there's one in New York, right? Yeah, there's a, it's like a franchise. There's all over this. There's one in Harlem, which is the one I used to go to. Okay. And there's one by NYU that's always like packed with college students. 
but they're they're all good, man. Anywhere you go and sign the cookies, that that's that's the wave, man. It's it's so crazy, man. Because I I just heard about them a couple months ago, man. That's oh, really. Yeah, I'm really? not the loop, man. Yeah, man. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Rock or something, man. I don't know. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, congrats on getting that gig. No, thank you, brother, man. I appreciate that. But, man, let's talk about you, man. Let's talk about the DJ career. I mean, you worked in radio, too. But I really, I, I need to know, man. Talk to me about the early influences, man. How did the DJ career start? Um, Honestly, for me, it started uh, as I was, like, kind of like a helper. I would help uh, this who uh, was like a Latin DJ at the time, and uh, he used to carry a lot of speakers uh, back in the day, back in the early 2000s. I want to say 2004, 2003, and uh, he used to carry speakers with amplifiers and stuff like that. So I would just go help him out, um, unload and load, and then uh, eventually help him out, um, hook everything up. Um, it wasn't for a lot of money either. So I think it was like 20, 40 bucks. He should give me a night and I would just go hook up, you know, his system, whatever. Um, but eventually, you know, it got to a point where like he was just hanging out at the bar, chilling, hanging out while I was playing the music, the CDs and stuff like that. And then uh, eventually, you know, I got tired of it. I was like, oh, I could probably do this on my own. So little by little, I started buying like used gear. Um, I start off with, uh, CD, CD players, the tabletops. Uh, and then I had like a little small, um, I want to say it was a Gemini mixer, like a two channel Gemini mixer. And then uh, pretty much start off with just like that. And um, the reason I got into it is just because of the loving music. It really wasn't for the money. Um, that just came on later on as, as I got older and I started doing more events. And then uh, it kind of grew up to where I am now. Nice, man. I, I, yeah, that's crazy. I had the Gemini mixer as well, man. When I first started, I think it was like this four channel. It was you oh, yeah. as well. I think I got it for like maybe like eighty nine dollars or something like that. Yeah, all my stuff was used in the beginning. I was all used Same gear, thing, man. man. <laughs> I had like uh, this the stereo speakers, the ones you use for like a like a home theater system. Okay, it wasn't even like DJ speakers. It was ones that, you know. Um, I had a, I didn't even have an amp, but I had to use a receiver for it, like oh, a stereo, wow. an actual stereo. Yeah, and I used to use those to go to the bar and stuff like that. So, um, so, all right, so speaking about that, with the used gear, the stereo speakers, I'm pretty sure the sound was quite interesting. Tell me about the first gig that you used those stereo speakers. Like, how did it go? Tell me everything about it. Um, if first you can gig, remember. let me see. <laughs> um... I was like 15, so it had to be around 2005. And uh, actually, the bar I was DJing at, uh, it was actually uh, pretty small to begin with. So the speakers actually did pretty well. Um, it wasn't too bad. But eventually, um, you know, I was like blowing, the, spe blowing the, the drivers on them. So I constantly, like every like three or four weeks, I had to go get new drivers. Wow. And, uh, and like fix the drivers eventually because I, I you know I, I didn't know I don't know how to do the volume I didn't know how like the levels worked I didn't know you know how, how you could blow your speakers or how you know how you bring down the music um at that time all I wanted was like like especially the owners of like oh just bring it up bring it up bring it up that's the way yeah. you bring up the volume bring up the volume and then I was just bring it up not knowing I was messing up the speakers you know eventually you know you learn that eventually you know but nobody tells you that stuff and, uh, you know, of course, when you go to, like, 
the stores and stuff like that to get the drivers or speakers, you know, they only really tell you because they know if you're gonna blow it again, you know, you're gonna come back and buy more. So you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like they really didn't didn't like uh taught me how to do it. I just eventually I, I got the hang of it. Um but uh it did pretty good. I wanna say it did pretty good because it was a small bar. Uh I wanna say if it was like 30, 40 people in there, it probably looked like it was packed. So mm-hmm. at that at that point I was I was I wasn't too bad. Nice, nice, man. So you also worked in radio as well. I mean, talk to me about that. DJing, working in radio while you're DJing. I mean, I, I feel like that's is that's a total different experience than someone just DJing and they don't see the radio side of even how, you know, maybe the mix show DJ might even, you know, get the list of what he needs to play or gets the MP3 sent to the email, what he needs to play at the, the noon show or even the ad spot that he has to read, you know, tell me about that experience of uh, being on, you know, working, working in radio and also DJing at the same time. Um, well, I can say I got my feet wet um, when it comes to the radio. I, I, I wish I could say um, I was on air. I wish I could say I was, you know, uh, mixing on, on air and stuff like that. Um, but I did get to uh, mingle with some of the uh, on air DJs. Um, I I know I worked when I was on the street team. I worked with uh, Wala, uh, Juski, Enough, um, doing events for him. I would set up their gear, and they they would come and DJ. Um, sometimes I would start DJing for a little bit until they got there, and then then they will hop on. Um, it was like a surreal uh experience, especially in the beginning, because uh, beginning I didn't uh work directly with radio. I interned first for uh. I think it was like three or four months uh, internship program. And then from there, um, you know, I pretty much just applied for a part-time job and that's how I got into the radio. Um, my opinion, I think every DJ should, should do it, especially uh, if you're a new DJ, uh, to see what the radio business is, is like. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, newer DJs or people who are getting into the business, they think, you know, radio is just about music. And it's not, there's a lot more behind that. You know, there's a digital team, there's a promotions team, there's a sales team. Um, and then on top of that, you got all these managers and, uh, you know, it, it's really um, a lot of pieces to the puzzle and not just like radio, all oh, DJs, you know, it, it, there's a lot, a lot of things into it. And um, it was a great experience. And if I could go back and do it again, I would do it again, man. But uh, if you're, I think for anybody else who's thinking about radio, um, they should go uh, do the internship program or just start applying, man. You just never know. And honestly, when, when I applied, I didn't think I was going to get it. Uh, I just applied because uh, I was actually in downtown Manhattan and um, I had my resume, I had like a little like USB and I just walked in at the office. And of course it was pre-COVID, you know, so it was, so it was no regulations. You could actually like walk into the station and talk to the secretary. Um, the the person in the front desk and uh, I just yep. left my resume and my my little USB and stuff like that and then um, you know they actually hit me up they emailed me and then they called me um, of course you got an interview there and then uh, you pretty much got it you know but it was really fun man especially talking to everybody um, you know you get to pick everybody's brain you know um, especially uh, with digital I was asking about um, about websites. Um, how to look up uh, articles. Uh, when I was in the studio, I was I would always ask about equipment that we were using, where like what type of mics, what type okay. of uh, software, 
um, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, also ask like, oh, what, what was like some of the mistakes you've done in the past that you don't do anymore or some mistakes they would do that way. If I ever had the opportunity to, to be on air, you know, I would kind of like not, not do what they did, kind of like be, be a little bit more uh, uh, aware of what I, what, what, what I would be doing type of thing. But definitely, Reese, man. If, if you're thinking about radio, man, that yo, know, man, just try, it, man. You never know. Hit, hit up series, uh, Power 105, 197, um, Audacity, man. Just you know, put your put your put yourself out there, man. You just never know. Honestly, you never know. Man, no, I'll be honest with you, man. I worked in radio for uh, I want to say like 12, 12 years. I mean, my last position, I was actually a mixo DJ, but at a gospel station, but it was commercial okay. radio. I was doing uh mix shows every Saturday night. I worked at uh hundred hundred point three. Also worked at Serious Radio, but business side, uh Z one hundred back in the day too. Uh, oh, there it is. What else? Uh, High ninety seven. Uh, what else? WXRP, but they were the rock station, but they they shut down though. They were in the same I mean, building with uh oh, okay. with a uh, high ninety seven. But okay, yeah, okay. I, mean, I think. My time with radio, man, I, I'm good, man. Like, I, you know, I do voiceovers, too, but, like, the radio side, I had oh, a good yeah. time. It, it was good. And now you're right. So my next question, so you being in the building, now for a DJ who wants to become a mixed show DJ or either wants to be the DJ on the morning show, you being in the building, what do you feel that DJ needs to do to elevate themselves to, you know, be in that position to no, potentially or or you know, possibly DJ on a morning show or a mix show or he could be interning right now, but maybe he's working in promotions or, you know, a, something he doesn't want to do, but he you know he's just trying to get his foot in the door. How or he's a board op, he's interning as a board op. Because I did that at High Ninety Seven. Yeah, yeah, like, it's like a... was the, was the guy who was uh, training me. Juanito was training me. But, uh, oh really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been in there for a while too, man. For, yeah. You know, he lost uh he lost a lot of weight from what I've seen too. He's, he's looking good. No, uh, that's good, man. That's good to see the longevity too. Uh yeah, so how they get in, man. Like what what do you feel? It's tough, it? man. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. It's it's not easy. I mean, it's like uh um you, you uh in my opinion is uh always be prepared. Um you know, in my opinion, is always have um, USB sticks in your pocket with your mixes. Um, you know, don't got to be like an hour long mix. I, I feel like uh, when you're promoting yourself, you know, put yourself like a like a 15, 20 minute mix of different genres of what you do, which is over, over format or uh, just a, a 15 minute mix of hip hop, a 15 minute mix of reggae or old school stuff, whatever you do the best, always have, you know, just be ready as far as if you see somebody in the hallway, you know, you can give them, hey, man, I just made a mix the other day you know let me know let me know what you think um if you're in the promotions uh currently in the promotion department or interning um you know uh just put yourself out there man you know uh, if, you, if you're currently working there part-time i would just say you know do go above and beyond you know separate yourself from your other co-workers not not to say uh step on their toes or anything like that but you know just always give yourself 100 110 percent um, always arrive on time. I, I feel like uh, people will notice you if you arrive like five or 10 minutes before you're supposed to. So say you're supposed to show up at the station at five o'clock, but you show up at like 4.45, 5 
before 30, a little bit early. You know, uh, a lot of people uh, really appreciate that, especially the managers and stuff like that. Um, so if they ever need somebody that needs to be on point or they need something last minute, you know, you'd be like the go-to person. They would be like, put you on there first or if they need an event and be like, oh, I know this person is always on time. He's, he's, he's going to become more reliable. So that's another thing too. I guess you could be um, be more reliable, I guess, when, uh, if you're working there, either on the board up or promotions um, or even as an intern, you know, just try to be reliable, trustworthy. Um, you know, always ask questions. Um, if you don't know how to do something, you know, I feel like uh, people respect you for stepping up and say, hey, I, I don't know how to do something or I don't know how to go about this in any way you could show me, you know, something like that. Um, but, you know, it's ultimately to actually be like on the show or on our personality, you know, I, I feel like it just takes a lot of time. You, you, you really got to put in the time, you know, it's not going to be like one day to the next. Um, you know, of course, you know, you just really got to be there for a few months or, you know, to actually, um, people will see, recognize your face, I guess. Cause if you're just an intern, you're there for like a couple months and then you're out. And then you like, and then you come back years later, and they're not gonna really remember you. Um, so true, true. I think keep it, be consistent. I guess you know if you're really gonna do it, um, you you just gotta be in the building, man. You, you know you get, you gotta work through it. Um, and then I, I guess that's the tough that's the tough part too, because some people you know they have obligations and bills and stuff like that, and that's what always sometimes prevents you from. From continuing your your radio career or just continue being there, and you're like, you know what, I gotta do something else, man. You know, and even if they don't want to be there, you know, you just gotta stick it out. But uh, to really get part of the show, I I would I would say you have to be there, uh, you know, just be there consistently and be reliable. Yep, consistency is key, man. You know, it beats you know if you're consistent, and someone's you know superb one day and they slack off the next day. You know, that consistency, man. Yeah, man. Get them out. It goes a long way, especially with the managers. And um, a lot of the disc jockeys, sometimes when they do events, um, they ask the the promotion department, the manager, hey, who's doing this event? And sometimes if they say your name, they'll be like, all right, well, uh, if he's doing it, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? They, they, yep. they actually be, you become more reliable like that. So you really just be consistent, reliable, be on time. Um try to and just be prepared you know what i'm saying like i said like have a, like a little usb or a little flyer a little business card in your pocket you know you always hand them out um you never know who you're going to see at the radio station even uh sometimes they have like guests uh, you might see it like you know uh i think when i was there they had megan the stallion uh that pop smoke um they had you know they do their 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 music meetings and stuff like that and they have like a, a guest or a new artist there you're promoting their music and uh you can just hand out stuff there to promote yourself you know you catch them you get you get like a picture with them like hey man i made this mix let me know what you think you know stuff like that okay no definitely man no definitely good ideas man oh djs are paying attention if you're enjoying the content you're watching right now and you want to learn how to level up at all your events and create vibes well make sure you subscribe to the youtube channel right now so man, I did a little bit of snooping on your IG. You know, I had to do a little bit of research. Man, talk to me about Lazy Lounge, man. Oh, Lazy Lounge. Oh, that was a uh, that was an old. I can't say. Well, it is an it is an old bar. Um, 
I think they're still there, but I don't know. I don't think they do parties anymore. It was on uh, <laughs> Moronic Avenue in White Plains. Okay. Uh, at, at that time, it was like a strip. It was a, uh, a strip of bars, and uh, I'm pretty sure they still they're still like that now. I haven't been there in a long, long time. But uh, Moronic, uh, so, so Lazy Lounge was pretty dope because uh, that was like one of the first places that uh, the owners actually let me uh, do my thing. Um, before that, I feel like a lot of business owners, they were like, oh, don't play hip-hop, just play Latin music. Okay. <laughs> or, uh, or, or play hip-hop and no Latin music. Or they were just, you know, they kind of try to control where you had to play and stuff like that. And, you know, and if you wanted to get paid, you know, you had to, like, pay attention and kind of do what they say. Or try to look in the crowd. Or if you did play a little hip-hop, you had to go in and out. Like, you couldn't play, like, you know, your whole set. Um, but Lazy Lounge, I want to say, it was, like, one of the one of the first spots that actually let me um, like stretch my legs out a little bit. Yeah. So I was able to, you know, to do a little bit of everything. Um, so that was, that was a cool part about that. And there was always like a big diversity too, being as white plains, you had like white people, you had Latinos, you had blacks uh, and uh, you know, older crowd and you had like a younger crowd. So it was very diverse. So it was also a little bit challenging at the same time, but uh, it was fun, man. It was, it was a fun time when I was there. No, man, that's dope, man. Yeah, a lot of people don't uh, believe that, you know, us DJs go through that challenge because there's venues that will literally tell us, do not play this type of music. And if you do, like, you out of there. Like, yeah. there's a new DJ in there next week. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, man. It, it's tough. And it's sometimes it's yeah. like, uh, especially when there's a promoter involved. So then you got the promoter <laughs> telling you one thing, and then you got the owner telling you another thing. Yep. And I think one place, uh, the head of security was telling me one thing. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I remember uh, head of security was saying to me, I uh, was telling me, uh, if you don't play a certain way, um, the owner's going to gonna kick you out, or I'm really good friends with the owner. If, if, if I like the way you DJ, then the owner's going to keep you or something like that. Wow. You know, and, uh, and, you know, it's, it's a, lot, a lot of politics in, in the background. Yep. Always, man. It's like, you know, we got into this, you know, we was free. We love playing music. And then once the business, the money, it just, it's it's like, you know, when you're a kid and you, it's, you're innocent and you're young and then when you, you turn 18 and all right, you got to go get a job and really pay your rent and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's like that. <laughs> and then you always get, you know, they always want more. They always want like uh, either DJ longer or get there earlier or more speakers or more lights. Yep. You know, and then uh, they want to pay the same price. Yeah, they either want to pay the same price for for more equipment, or pay less for more equipment. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's crazy, man. Man, we're gonna play a game, man. One of my favorites is called This or That. DJ Smitty, your DJ, are you ready to play this game? All right, man, let's do it. How do you play? All right, so I'm just gonna name two things. You're gonna say, uh. Say the one you like. It's either this or it's either that, you know? All right, let's do All it. Right. Ready to play? Let's go. Shoot. All right. CDJs or controllers? Oh, man. Uh, I would say at the moment, controllers. Okay. Turntables or CDJs? Uh, see, uh, I want to say turntables. I'm going to say turntables on that one. Nice. When I was younger, if when I was younger, I would have said CDJs, but now I'm a little oh. older now. I want to say turntables. 
All right, so you went back. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get sharp with them turntables. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Flex or DJ Clue? Flex or DJ Clue? Oof. <laughs> Wisely. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're putting it on the spot for that one. I want to say Flex, bro. Flex. Um, I want to say Flex because uh, I'll be honest, I haven't heard DJ Clue in a while, but uh, you know, constantly hear Flex on, on the station, and uh, he's uh, always like, I always feel like Flex has like a secret weapon, man. It's one of those secret weapons where like he he be going in on the set and he'll randomly play a throwback, and you're like, oh man, I remember that, I remember that record, you know what I'm saying? So absolutely. and on top of that, he he still sounds like like relevant, like he still sounds like he's still like in the game, he's still there. And then that's hard to do as a DJ, and especially now that I'm getting a little bit older, um, for for you to stay relevant, to stay, uh, you know, uh, on your toes with your, with new music, it, it's it's not as it's not as easy as I thought it would be, especially now when it's like constant new music coming out. So I I want to say flex. No, I like that even verbally, man. He's uh he's relevant, like he he spars on on the radio. Like he he spoke, oh yeah slick <laughs> with it. I was just in uh I was just in Hackensack DJing on Saturday, so you know, you know, I'm a, you know, you know, I had to turn on hot night. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, he gives that smoke. Yeah, he talking, man. He be chirping. I, I like <laughs> I like it. It's exciting. I'm not even gonna lie. I was in the car, you know, windows down. Like <laughs> he's talking. He's talking tonight, man. I like that, man. He'd be like, "Let me, uh, let me tell you a story, New York. Let me tell you a story, New York." <laughs> Got that car revved yeah. up. <laughs> I tell you what, man. If, if I was a big time, if I was a bigger, bigger celebrity DJ, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to uh, have flex on my bad side for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no way, man. No way. Nah, he, nah, he's been doing this thing for. I mean. 20 plus, probably like oh, 30, what, 30 years, Ooh. 30, yeah. almost 30, you know, or either 30 years. Yeah, he's man. Been, he's been laying it down on the radio for like a long time. So, yeah, yeah, no, yeah I give it to him. Absolutely. I think this is a really good one, though. Flex or DJ Camillo? Oh, Flex or Camillo? Yeah. See, <laughs> mm. like, like when, uh, there were times when uh before I, I worked at Hanai Seven and uh I was coming up, um, some of the DJs that inspired me actually was Camillo. So there was times where I would like when I was DJing, I'd be like, what will Camillo do? Or what will Camillo say in the mic? Um, because I guess Camillo was more like a younger DJ. So I could kind of see him. Um but Flex or Camilla, man, that's that's tough. Um Oh man, that's tough, bro. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, I mean, you can say oh, both. I'll, 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 I'll let you get the draw. <laughs> oh man, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say like play style Camillo because he plays everything and he's he's so versatile. Yeah, he has he flex has music the verbal though. Flex the yeah. verbal though. That 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 verbal. The mouth is 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 slick. I, I I want that, but Camillo's an he's a phenomenal DJ. Like I I be, when I was in college, I went to Montclair State, but oh wow, even like you know, and I was at Z100 at the time. But of course, you know, like DJ Spin Bad was on the radio at that time, and he's yes. super nice. But 
you know, I would be in a car, like I'll be in a you know Z100 van listening to the Hot 97. Yeah, headphones. Oh you know, shoot! <laughs> yeah, they would get mad, like you know you can't do that. Like they really would get mad. Like you're a trader, bro. You're trading. Yeah, they really would get uh, mad, and you know, and I was at Power 105 too for you know, but at that time it was it was really Envy wasn't over there. I, no, Envy might have been over there, but it was just Envy Clue, uh, DJ Self. They didn't have the morning show or anything like that. It wasn't. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. It's different now, though. But when when I was in the building, it was nah. It wasn't really nothing going on. Like <laughs> so. All right. So I I would say Camilo. Yeah, I would say Camilo. Was, he's a he's a beast, man. Like I say he, Camilo. He was a beast, man. He's a beast. Well, Flex is probably gonna come after me <laughs> if he ever sees this. If you ever see this, you know, see IG, <laughs> like, yo, let me tell you something. <laughs> oh, man. Taylor Swift or Billie Eilish? Taylor Swift or Billie Eilish? I want to say Taylor Swift yeah. because I, I, I think, uh, well, Taylor Swift has a lot more hits and Billie Eilish, even though she has a lot of fame, I think she's, uh, she has, a, you know, of course she has a bad guy. But I feel like she needs a little bit more, um, a little bit more hits to really compete in that that lane. You know, I'm not saying that Billie Eilish is, is whack or anything, but she just needs some more, uh, some more time to grow. You know what I'm saying? But I would say Taylor Swift. I agree, man. All right, man. Which song request is the worst? Iggy Azalea, Fancy, or Salento, Watch Me? Which song request is worse? Oh man. Um, what was the first one? First one is Iggy Azalea, Fancy, or Salento, Watch Me. <laughs> oh man, I want to say Fancy, because <laughs> at least at least with Salento, you know, you, you'll get people, you know, somewhere on the floor, I guess. You know, but I want to yeah. say Fancy. And <laughs> now Iggy gonna come at me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Iggy's gonna come after, come after me now. <laughs> all right dj smitty your dj man thank you for playing the game this or that man see was you probably thought it was about to be some something crazy but no wasn't <laughs> bad good, man. i actually like that i actually like that game man appreciate it ah uh, dope now what advice would you tell your younger self man my younger self yeah man what um, advice would you tell your younger self coming up in this dj game man how would you approach it I would tell my younger self to uh, to take the the whole uh, DJing hobby because at the time it was a hobby, um, and to look at it more of, of a of a business point of view. Um, I, as I was coming up, I always struggled. How I wanted to get more gigs, I wanted to do more things, make more money, and I just didn't really know how to go about it. And uh, perhaps if somebody would have told me, if you look at it as a business um that it just made everything so much more easier you know you look at yourself as a brand um you 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 charge people for things you're doing for setting up for breaking down for for time for travel um stuff like that and then uh you know it, it makes it a little bit more uh easier to say tell somebody hey you know this gig is going to cost me such and such because you know I got I'm doing all this stuff you know, so in the beginning, I didn't look at it as a business. I looked at it as, a, as like, all right, this gig, I'm doing it for 500 bucks. But, you know, 
it was like a four-hour gig. I had to drive like an hour away. And at the end of the day, I was like, yeah, I got 500 bucks, but I feel like I should get more. I, I, and I didn't know how to ask for more money. I didn't know how to uh, make it presentable to people. So I'm going to say, uh, if I can go back in time, just tell myself to look at it more as, as a business and as a brand, it would, it would have made things a little bit more easier. No, absolutely, man. That's great advice. Now, how can people find you, man? What um, platforms are you on? I mostly do Instagram um, at DJ Smitty, your DJ. Um, I also got like a Snapchat. also got like a TikTok, but I'm not really too much into uh, all that stuff. I, I feel like there's so much social media out and you could be um, on everything. But I feel like, in my opinion, um, if you just pick one social, uh, one social media platform and just, just give it all, um, I think that's all you really need, uh, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat. Um, no, I, I believe you need a presence in, on all the platforms, but I feel like your strongest platform should be the one that you're promoting the most. Um, and for me at the time, it's, it's really Instagram. So if you want to hit me up, hit me, find me on Instagram and uh, at DJ Smitty, your DJ. Oh, most definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, that was DJ Smitty, your DJ. Another episode of We Create the Vibes podcast. Again, where we find the dopest DJs out there, killing it, creating those vibes out there at the events. DJ Smitty, your DJ. I appreciate you, brother, man. Thank you for coming through, man. This is DJ Reese. Smitty, man, thank you, brother. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it, bro. Thanks. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.